The private equity industry has grappled with a number of pinch points over the last 12 months, including liquidity issues, high interest rates and geopolitical uncertainty, to name just a few. It's against this backdrop that Private Equity International conducted LP Perspectives, our annual study of institutional investors, which gauges LP sentiment towards the asset class. Listeners can find the full study on privateequityinternational.com, but in this episode, we'll be looking at some of the key findings as well as going behind the numbers to see how LPs are getting to grips with today's fast-changing environment. I'm Louise Fordham, a Senior Special Projects Editor at PEI. Welcome to Spotlight. Today, I'm joined in London by Research Manager Evie Taylor, who runs PEI's annual LP Perspective Study, and joining us from Asia is Hong Kong Bureau Chief Alex Lin. So, Evie, let's start with you. For those who might not be familiar with the LP Perspective Study, can you tell us a bit about the survey and the kind of LPs that take part? The LP Perspective Study is Private Equity International's annual survey of LPs. And with this research, we're aiming to capture and measure investor sentiment towards private equity and also to track shifts and preferences on key questions and themes in private markets more broadly. The 2024 Perspective Study marks 12 years since we first started conducting this research. And this year's survey covered topics including asset allocation, performance, secondaries, co-investing, fund finance, and the macroeconomic landscape. And in terms of the respondent profiles, what kind of LPs were taking part? Where were they based? So we had 117 LPs participate in this year's study, and these respondents represent a range of institution types, such as pension funds, fund of funds, and insurance companies. And the majority of our sample are located in Western Europe, North America, and the Asia-Pacific region. And Alex, you've been reporting on the results for several years now. Was there anything about the 2024 study findings that were particularly surprising to you? Yeah, I think what stood out most this year was that we've seen what appears to be a reversal or at least a partial reversal of the denominator effect, which has impacted private equity so heavily kind of over the past year or or two years. So this year, 18% of respondents said they were over allocated to private equity, which is a not negligible improvement from last year when 24% said they were over allocated. And in 2021, it was just 9% as well. So we really saw over-allocation kind of shoot up across the industry. Obviously, with that figure coming down, it suggests that not only have public markets recovered a little bit from obviously where they were, say, a a year or 18 months ago, uh, but also private equity marks perhaps have also started to reflect some of the uncertainty in the market and and started to come down as well. So that seems to be alleviating some of the issues that, that many LPs have faced and has impacted fundraising so severely. Obviously, the share of LPs that are over-allocated to the asset class has gone down to 18%. But for those almost a fifth of LPs that are kind of still dealing with liquidity constraints and over-allocation issues, what are you seeing them do to address that? Yeah, so there have been some big LP portfolio sales coming to market, which not all of them will be for this reason. But obviously, it seems that some have been an attempt by LPs to get their portfolio under control by perhaps selling off some of the the older portions or some of the parts that they're less fond of, I suppose. Our affiliate title, Secondaries Investor, they reported earlier this year that there were 15 $1 billion or above LP-led portfolio sales coming to market in the first half of this year alone. That's according to PJT Parkhill data. Some of the very big ones include Kaiser Permanente and New York Teachers Retirement System. 
Both of them came to market with a $6 billion portfolio, respectively, which is obviously huge. So according to our results, 22% of LPs say that their investment policy, whenever they are over-allocated, is to use the secondaries market as well. So we're obviously seeing some of that play out. How many of those deals actually get done, obviously, will depend on pricing. But it is interesting to see how many have been attempted. And when it comes to private equity, according to the study, 31% of LP respondents intend to commit more capital to the asset class over the next 12 months, up slightly from 28% in the 2023 study. Meanwhile, about 50% of investors intend to commit the same amount of capital to private equity as they currently do, which is more or less in line with the 2023 findings. Evie, are there any strategies or regions that look to benefit more than others over the year ahead, according to the study? Absolutely. So buyouts are consistently where we've seen the most enthusiasm from LPs over the past few years. And data from the 2024 study continues this trend, with over a quarter of LPs planning to invest more in buyout strategies over the next year, and another almost 60% planning to maintain the level of capital invested in the strategy. On the other hand, growth equity is where investors look to be the most hesitant heading into 2024, with almost 40% of our sample indicating that they plan to invest less capital in the strategy which is more than double the number of LPs who said they plan to invest more in growth equity in the coming year. And when we asked respondents about their regional appetite and how they anticipate their interests changing over the next 12 months, we see that investors, on the whole, are doubling down on the relative stability of North American markets and are less likely to look towards emerging markets compared to previous years. And I wanted to single out the results relating to the APAC region specifically. Since APAC sees the largest proportion of LPs reporting a diminished interest going into 2024, and we've also observed quite a significant year-on-year drop in appetite for the APAC region just compared to 12 months ago. Thank you, Evie. And I think for the first time this year, we asked LPs about their interest in Chinese private markets. So we asked those with existing exposure to the country kind of how their interest in the country will change over the next 12 months. 85% said they have less interest in China private equity over the year ahead. And only 2% said they had greater interest, uh, which is quite a telling statistic, I think. Alex, how do these findings resonate with what you're hearing in the market, particularly given your vantage point in Asia Pacific? Yeah, I mean, that totally checks out. Fundraising has been difficult globally for private equity firms over the past year, but perhaps nowhere more so than Asia Pacific. A big reason for that obviously is, I guess, concerns and uncertainty surrounding China, which is the region's biggest private equity market by far. So many of the LPs that I've spoken to, both based in Asia, based in the US, in London, Australia, they're all basically saying similar things, which is that we're just waiting to see on China. So Many of them don't have necessarily moratoriums on investing in China, but the uncertainty at the minute means they are thinking twice about whether to invest currently with the opportunities on their desk. Also for Pan-Asia strategies as well, obviously, some of them would invest a hefty proportion of their fund previously in China. So now they're having to either think about alternative markets for the time being in order to remain appealing to LPs. Or obviously, if they can't do that, then LPs are going to think really closely about whether they want to invest in that strategy at the minute. Are there any particular markets in Asia that they're turning to instead of China? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, India gets floated as a possible alternative. Some of the sort of macroeconomic 
factors there. The dynamics in India are sort of similar to where China was maybe a decade ago. So people are hoping to capture some of that growth. The scale and depth of the Indian private equity landscape is nowhere near that of China. So there's only so much capital that the market can absorb. Southeast Asia as well has kind of similar, I guess, growth prospects in terms of its tech sector and consumer growth. But some are actually opting for perhaps markets that are viewed as a little bit safer. So things like Australia, Japan, for those who perhaps have lost some of their risk appetite in in Asia, but do still want some exposure to the region. So the study unearthed several bright spots for the industry. For example, the proportion of LPs interested in burgeoning strategies such as GP stakes funds and also dedicated GP-led secondaries fund has increased year on year. And there's still robust appetite for co-investing and also for secondary strategies more generally as well. But it would be remiss not to mention some of the less positive findings from this year's study, such as those around performance. Evie, perhaps you could talk us through the findings there. Absolutely. So performance is a core metric we track in the perspective study. Specifically, we ask LPs both how their private equity investments have performed relative to benchmarks over the past 12 months, and then also look to how they expect the asset class will perform over the coming year. A fall in performance was perhaps something we predicted, given the high interest rate and inflationary environment, and the results do reveal quite a dramatic shift from last year's study, with the percentage reporting private equity exceeded benchmarks falling by 30 percentage points. So that's a drop from 53% 12 months ago to 23% this year. And this year's result is actually the lowest mark we've seen with regards to private equity outperformance since we first started tracking this particular data point six or seven years ago. And the picture isn't too dissimilar when considering LP's outlook for private equity for 2024. And in fact, a greater proportion expect private equity will fall below benchmarks than exceed benchmarks for the second year running. But I should mention that around half still expect the asset class to equal its benchmarks over the next 12 months. Okay, so quite a mixed picture there and not the most positive. How does that compare to the other asset classes? Obviously, the Private Equity International LP Perspective Study looks at private equity, but also looks at things like private credit, venture, infrastructure. What's the picture there? Yeah, so as a point of comparison, while almost a quarter of LPs expect private equity to fall below benchmarks, for private debt, not a single respondent predicted returns will underperform versus benchmarks in 2024. And that's the first time we've seen such unanimous prediction for private debt strategies in the over 10 years that we've been running this study. In contrast to this, venture capital is not expected to fare as well, with around a third of investors expecting underperformance over the next year. So while we're on the subject of performance, for the second year in a row, LPs listed high interest rates as the biggest threat to the performance of their private markets portfolios over the next 12 months. Two-thirds of LPs cite interest rate hikes as a worry, ranking it above concerns about recessions in core markets and high inflation. Evie, did the survey shed further light on how LPs are thinking about private markets, given the high interest rate environment? So interest rates are, of course, a cause for concern. And respondents do expect the liquidity pressures that we've witnessed in 2023 to continue into 2024. But there is a general consensus in the sample that we can start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And there's a couple of statistics which I think exemplify this well. The first is that 45% plan to make more new commitments to private market funds in 2024 versus 2023. 
And this is particularly notable when you consider alongside this that just 16% plan to decrease their commitments. Secondly, the data points surrounding sentiment towards private markets in relation to public markets reveal how LPs' level of confidence rises as the investment horizon increases. So while in the short run, sentiment is more muted, with less than half feeling positive or very positive about private markets, in the long run, the proportion feeling positive rises to approximately three quarters. And what's maybe even more notable is that just 3% felt negative about private markets in the long run. Thanks, Evie. So LPs have a pretty healthy outlook for private equity and private markets more generally in the long run. So that's good to hear. So thank you so much for joining me today. I think that's a good positive note to wrap up on. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Evie. That's all for this episode. Make sure to visit privateequityinternational.com for the full LP Perspectives findings and to access more news and analysis on the global private equity industry. I'm Louise Fordham, and this is Spotlight. Thank you for listening.